The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the bar and the holy toast. Hello and welcome to Fofop, I'm Will Anderson, and our returning guest, Charlie Clawson, Rove McManus. Hello, Rove. Cheers, all. Uh, we're drinking, we can say that, can't yeah, we? Yeah, we probably, well, because they could be listening to this at any time. They don't know. They don't know that it's been... And we will, not, we will not incriminate ourselves by telling you what time it is. No. All you need to know is there are two, there are two beers in the room for yeah. now. And it's before me. And there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it might not be what you're listening. Now, this raises an interesting question. Here's what I never understood about the movie Gremlins. Okay. You couldn't... Yeah, I'm going there. Okay. No, good. The big big issues. That's why we started this podcast. Never feed them after midnight. Right, exactly. How long is that window? Oh, uh, it's probably... 12.05, 1 a.m. Right. If I feed them at noon, that's technically after midnight, or does then it kick into the next day and now you're into before midnight is there a 12 hour window right that's a very good question is steven spielberg a big fan was there of the podcast print? that he could that's what people don't know about the gremlins warning yes there was actually three pages of terms and conditions <laughs> there's a little Could you, initial here initial here initial here <laughs> you've agreed to you've agreed like to the, the water gremlin? thing don't get them wet sure right. never put them near water don't, don't get them wet what was the, what was the other ones there was three. Oh, was there three there I was remember, don't, don't get them wet and don't feed them after midnight maybe that was it Oh jeez! Hang on. All right. Well, you, you keep so quickly. We have to go look this up. Well, that's okay. I thought there was three. It's always rules of three. There was don't because uh, he did feed them. He wet them oh, and then it and was don't talk oh, about sunlight. Pie sunlight. Oh, don't for sunlight. There we go. Yeah, no, you. It wasn't pie corn. Uh, that was the whole break, break. Right. Uh, but yeah, don't don't feed them after midnight. Yeah. Well, that's that was just a warning to like you know drunken people to not get a kebab on the way home. Sure. It's never a good idea. It's for everybody. It's we can for all. Man, imagine that if every time you. You ate when you weren't m- meant to. You went feral. Like you went gremlin You style. went from a mogwai to right. a green evil spike monster thing. Yeah. Well, a lot of people do. That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, now, so, so I was out yesterday and I ate too much food. Oh. I need to tell you Before about or after midnight. This is the thing. It was, it was one of those things I ate and then seriously my body was like till I woke up at 3.30 in the morning this, this morning mm. with my body still going, why do you hate me so much? Right. So what sort of food? Like- There's a, there, is, there is a toilet that is sobbing in my house right now. Uh, and uh, a big shout out, and I suppose if you are listening to this, uh, I suppose if you are in a starving country, mm. you probably don't have the technology to download a podcast. First world problems. Right? Let's let's call it what it is. But it is one of those great things. But at the same time, time I'm going to put it out there right. that this is a nice way to get through the starvation thing. Right. Because if you eat a lot of one thing at one period in time, like you don't, you don't need anything else for, right. for a long time. So... I think I know how people on Survivor must feel, like when they get a reward challenge or something and they eat a lot of food and then they don't need to eat anything for probably two or three days because right. your body is just going, what is this about? So uh, my wife, Tasma, had her sister and um, 
her sister's boyfriend, who in a weird kind of twist of fate is a distant cousin of mine. They were coming, they were in town and were staying with us for the last couple of days. So one thing they wanted to do was go to the Cheesecake Factory, this place called the Cheesecake Factory. Most people are probably aware of it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That was the one thing they wanted to do on their trip? Yeah. (laughs) Spoiler alert, it's not actually a factory that makes cheesecakes. (laughs) But they are known for their cheesecake. Wonderful, just a restaurant, diner place, there's a chain of them. And... uh, um, as I think, but they were there on a cheesecake related mission. They weren't there for the the curly fries or the yeah. It was it was uh, nachos. It was sliders, which are like little mini mini hamburgers. Mini hamburgers. Sliders are like here's the thing because I'm vego, but I, I love the idea of a slider. Why wouldn't you? I mean, it is like a burger, man. Right, it's Jughead Jones, right? Yes, it's a plate of burgers. Yes, it is. It always says to you when they're tiny, you could go, I could have a plate of this. Yeah, and you don't feel bad about right. it, uh, except when you have. Uh, as a table, we had nachos, and they're pretty. They're you know servings in the states. They're, they're very generous, right? So there's nachos. There was a pizza. There was uh, sliders, two rounds of sliders, and uh, because we couldn't decide, normal fries and sweet potato fries. I love that. You know what this is like? It's like Temptation Night on The Biggest Loser. Like that's what basically your your meal and has we come terrible. out, and it was the one that all the uh, trainers would just sit around <laughs> and like do little sick motions with their mouth, put their fingers down their throat, and stuff, and then and then die of a heart attack. Right. So we did that, and then uh, had um, the the cheesecake that the cheesecake right. factory is renowned yeah. for. But we had one piece each, and so there was a, a Snickers one. Yeah. I nice. had a um, what I have a, a cookie dough one. Right. Uh, there was a key line. I love that you've looked at cheesecake and gone, that is not quite bad. Not for quite me enough. enough. Not quite enough. Uh, just red some... velvet cake, which is a something oh I've God. only found here. I don't know why we don't have it in Oz. It's ridiculous. It's, it's so, so good. good. So it's a normal sponge, but it's flavoured red. Right. And then it's cream <laughs> cheese icing frosting filling. I don't know. It's fucking delicious, whatever it is. Uh, they make they so make, Tasma they said, make someone said to, muffins. Someone said to Tasma, my wife, so what right. are you going to have? She said, I'm going to have the angel cake. And they said, what? And she went, I mean, red velvet cake. And they said to her, why do you call it angel, angel cake? cake? And she said, oh, it doesn't matter. And, it, and I'll tell you the reason why. It's because they fault, 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 listeners. What they ate in heaven? The first time I had angel... Oh, here we go. <laughs> we, we call it angel cake because the right. first time I had red velvet cake yes. was at a friend's birthday. And um, he, had, he had got some red velvet cake. I'd never had it before. I, I had a slice and he said, it's pretty good, isn't it? I said, good. It, it tastes like an angel just came in my mouth. Right. Wow. So since Hallelujah. Then, so since then, <laughs> Tasma calls it angel cake. Right. <laughs> well, so that's, she, uh, that's actually better than angel cum cake. Or just cum cake. Cum cake. Wouldn't sell as well. No. Surely. Um, <laughs> so there was that. So we ate all of that, and then it's like we were in pain and not feeling very good at all, right. and hit what uh, uh, the guy on Man vs. Food calls the food wall, right. where you just feel it coming. You go, I you can't, push I cannot eat anymore. Right. Are you but we sweating? pushed through. Yeah, yeah. And pain, like moving, a lot right. of moving in the chair. Okay. Then uh, we were at a place called the Grove, which is like an outdoor sort of shopping mall. And then uh, because we talked earlier in the day, as we we're talking about all this food. There's a there's a great burger joint there called Short Order, and they make uh, milkshakes. Um, because we were going to order a milkshake, and I said, "Oh, you know what I feel like is one of the custard shakes, not milkshakes, but custard shakes that they do at Short Order." So hang on, run us through the ingredients of a custard shake. I think it's pretty much just custard. <laughs> 
I, but with flavouring. Are you Elvis? It's, like. And I injected it into my eye. I nearly had an impacted stool this morning. It was, it was a breech birth, that one. And uh, so then while we're ordering all this, this disgusting feast that we're about yep. to indulge ourselves in, I actually went, you know what, let's not have milkshakes now. We'll go and get a custard shake from the other place right, that yeah. we can walk to in about sure. five minutes. Plus the walk, you know, and then helps did, you And digest. then did that, and it was just revolting. And so we've walked into this burger joint and went, we're just going to have just a shake each. Yeah. And they watched four people groan their way through these very thick... <laughs> it's like a melted ice cream. Right. It's like if you had a, a milkshake with all ice cream in it and they just let it all melt. That's how thick it is. And... Uh, we were in pain, in a lot of pain, and I've only just come through it this morning. Uh, uh, when you eat, are you? Uh, do you have like a, ch- a cheat day, or are you just a person who like? Yeah, so that was that was yesterday. And that how does that work, the cheat day? Because I've heard a lot about the cheat day. Every the day idea is, a cheat is day, because but... if you if you watch what you eat, right, and it's really about that comes down to portion size. So you eat little bits of food a lot rather than graze. Right, you want to. Spike it. So you eat something little, it just gets you by, and right at the point you get hungry again and your body starts to freak out, you give it something more to keep it going. Right. Oh, I do that. But you're, normally, you're waterboarding but yourself. But normally it's just at the end of the last bite. Yes. I get hungry again. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> but right up until then, I will not have anything else. And uh, if you do that for like a week, right, your body starts to get into a pattern where it's like, well, I'm going to keep, keep burning all the time. Or yep. it goes into what they call starvation mode, which is, well, if this is all I'm going to get... I'm going to, any food that you put in me, I'm going to hold on to it and store it away so I don't starve. Right. So what you need to do is just go, want a bet, and lob in a huge meal, just one though, that's got a lot of calories in it or whatever, so the body just goes, whoa, 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 and actually starts to process and move and move and move. Right. So you wake it back up again. Otherwise, it will go into what they call starvation mode, where you don't burn up a lot. It will conserve too much energy. I That's like, the idea. I like it. that idea. Do you think it works? I believe so. It works for me. Yeah. And it's I also, like I tell you what, if you could, So you can have one meal a week where you just and, fucking... it, and it's amazing what a difference it makes to have that island at the end of your week of eating... Right. ...very strict dietary plan to then go, but... There's burgers coming. There's oh, that's the only, that's the only reason pancakes. I could do it. Like, I mean, essentially, I am like a greyhound who needs a lure. Like if you have, what do you what do you reward yourself with? I just reward myself. Soy something. I just reward myself constantly, <laughs> every day. I'm staying in a hotel room. Ice cream's vegetarian, isn't it? Yeah, ice okay, cream's vegetarian. Right. There you go. I'm vegetarian, not vegan. Most of the things that are delicious are still like you know if you talk about yeah, chocolate, you chocolate and cheese and cheese. yogurt and frozen oh. yogurt and ice cream and like you know all those things butter. They're all vegetarian. That's very true. Right, That's so very true. I can pretty much. It's fine. Because I, <laughs> I was worried. When I was in Ireland and eating chip sandwiches every day, uh, that's not healthy, but it was delicious and vegetarian. I had chip sandwiches in London. Yeah. And uh, like, I was in a little seaside town and the, the chip butty thing. The chip butty. Had yeah. to do it. And just white bread, butter, and yeah. chips. Yeah, I have no idea why I'd never had it before. Right. But I completely get why it's a thing. Oh my it god! Was outstanding. And you know the thing is, like, it's the sort of thing that you go, I can never give a child this, because that would be like crack yes, to could. a child. Yes, you could. No, of course you could, but that's oh, I'd be like giving them crack. It'd be like giving yeah, them crack yeah, yeah, because yeah. as soon as you like, like, but if it's it, not your kid, even oh right, you're right. I could give, I'd other give someone else's kid a speedball. How right. do you knock yourself out? Go for it. <laughs> 
come on. <laughs> by the time this is an issue, I'm, it's like right. the way we treat the planet. It's like, I'll be dead by the time this is a problem. Right. That is how we treat the it planet, is. though. It is very much Like, so. I know that we joke about this, but are you... I don't know. In the last couple of years, I've gone from being a person going... Uh, hey, we should do something about this. I feel like this is an issue of the planet. Yes. Like, I feel like there's shit going wrong. And I, I'm not Absolutely. smart enough to understand why sometimes the temperature goes down and why sometimes it plateaus and whether... I don't know. But most of the people who we've elected, we've you know gone, hey, you have to go through this university course and study this long to be a person we respect in this area, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Most of the people who have been trained in that area seem to go, hey... From all our training and everything we've dedicated our lives to, we all mostly agree that there's some shit going on that we have to deal with, right? Yes, yes, yes. So a few years ago when the whole Al Gore thing was going on and Kyoto and it seemed like there was a bit of a movement to kind of... I was like, well, I think we fucked it up a bit, but we all seem to be coming together to go, hey, we've all realised this is a bit far. We We can stem the bleeding. Right. Because we've all agreed that it's fine and we will just cut work together and we will stop this shit from happening. And then like four years later, it's just like, la, 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 It's, uh, I've <laughs> I'm now, worried now that it's actually... Well, I've gone beyond worried. We've missed our window. I am now uh, like a, a parent with a, a, a child who's just gone, well, you can't, that, this is why you can't have nice things. Right. I've just gone, you know what's going to happen? Because I try to do what I can, but I've got this, I've now gotten to this very pessimistic way of looking at it, where it's just like, um, the, there are too many uh, people at the top end. It's all put on us, uh, the right. everyday people, to yeah. recycle and use the uh, energy-efficient right. bulbs, all that kind of stuff, drive yeah. a Prius. Uh, but it's what works its way up the line is, well, why aren't we using solar power? Well, because the people who are making money out of oil and all these other things don't want us to use that because they can't make profit out of it. So uh, I feel that's where the problem is, at the top, not at the bottom. We're doing our bit, but it's not meeting us at the other end. So now I just sit there going, well, it's just, we're fucked. That, that's, there's no other way about it. It's, uh, and the only thing I look at is that, well, the planet will be okay. The planet will hit Control-Alt-Delete. Oh, yeah, planet's fine. We're done. Yeah. But, you know, the, the planet will keep I ha- going. I have 100%. There used to be a lot of massive lizards walking around. Right. And now there's none. The planet is the fucking rock. The planet's rock. still here. The planet's the rock. Yeah. Even if the rock gets beaten occasionally, you yeah. know eventually the It'll rock's going to fucking win again. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, there's never any doubt. The planet now has the big <laughs> sleeve tattoo down the side of its right. arm. It's gone hardcore. It's, yeah. it's fine. But I can smell what Mother Earth is cooking. Like, and she... <laughs> Like she will, you know what I mean? Like she's undisputed. Like, yeah. you know, the thing is, she gets knocked down, she gets back up again. Like, I am, I'm a huge greenie. I'm a huge conservationist. Right, you are too, I am, you? very much so. But even I get, right, if there is an animal that we are aware that is in, endangered right. and we don't do something to, to save that, to fix it, then we can't cry about it afterwards. Right. I will, I will do whatever I can and I hope everybody's on board with me. But if it gets to the point where... We didn't do it, and that animal's gone. Then that's our fault. Yeah, that's our and fault. And we can't go. Well, now there's genetics, and let's try to find a way to find the DNA bring strand back. to bring it back. No, 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 no. We had our chance, well, yeah. and we missed out. We're done. Now we don't get to. Did enjoy you guys not that see Jurassic thing. Park? Exactly. Shit goes wrong, people. <laughs> do you feel like that with Google Glass? Just by the way, how do you feel about Google Glass? Do you know Google Glass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, do, do, do you not feel like that's one step away from every scary fucking futuristic movie we've watched in well, the last few years? Well, this is where this is where it becomes interesting because it will mean that we don't need to know 
anything anymore. It's not about what you know. It's about how you know how to get it. Right. So what that will mean is you've got, and I'm sure people know what it is, it's the eyewear that, it's Google. It's in front Google of your eyes. In front of your eyes. So I could be looking at you right now right. and it could looking have up shit on your, the your Facebook status, right. your last tweet, um, I don't know, a Yelp review that you put out or something. You can look at a, a, a restaurant and it will give you the menu or whatever. So you anything you need to know is right there. But it's, we're all going to bump into shit. Firstly. Right. Well, actually, I think maybe we'll bump into less shit. Because at the moment, everyone's already doing that but just looking at their phones. So like, you, you tried... won't know that I'm ignoring you anymore. Right. I could be staring you in the eye yeah. and while checking shit. my checking Twitter feeds. <laughs> Folding the receipts. I'm, I'm trying to work out a really nice um, filter to put on my Instagram photo of you that I just took. <laughs> Well, yeah. nodding and going, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, we're having a conversation and you're already laughing. I think you're laughing at one of my jokes, but you're laughing at the gif you've just made me into. <laughs> but but doesn't you... that feel like we're eventually... Because I already, you know, and look, I don't want to... I'm guilty of this myself. Like, if I'm waiting for someone at a restaurant or something, or someone's running late, the first thing I'll do is I'll get on my phone and I'll check I'm doing something important. I'll... I'll do something. I right? even sent a tweet once that was, thank you, Twitter, for making it look like I have something to do while I'm waiting for my friend to arrive right. for lunch. But there's a difference between that and, like, you know, you look around sometimes these days and you're on a train or something like that and everybody's just in their own world. Yeah. And Google Glass is going to be a step further. I feel like we're not going to communicate with each other anymore. No. I was at uh, <coughs> an Oscars uh, party. So it was, it was we were just a friend's house. We are all watching the Oscars yeah. live. And as soon as, like, everyone was kind of engaging and talking while it was on. But as soon as it went to an ad break, everybody got their phone out and either tweeted something or was, I don't know, just checking. Who knows? Yeah, it's, right. just, it's almost a habit thing. Yeah. And, uh, and I was at a, a lunch recently where everybody had their BlackBerry or their iPhone or Android or whatever it would be on the table and just sort of looking at it and, and checking it. And I thought, if you had just jumped ahead... You know, and it's not that much. It's maybe five years just over, you know, somewhere between five, ten years from the past to now. It's like Star Trek. Right. Everything's there. It's And it's not just a phone. It's a, it's your life. It's your world. It's everybody you know. Like, how many phone numbers do you know off the top of your head anymore? I know. I know my mum's because that's the same. Right, I know my I know parents. my grandmother's because that's the same. Same, yeah, I know that. Don't know my wife's off the top of my head. Uh, I, I, I know yeah. email addresses. Right. So I could email, <laughs> but if I was if I was stuck somewhere, my phone was knackered. I couldn't. I could call home. I must admit, our our management company changed their phone number about two years ago or something. I still use the original. I still one. use the old one as well. And God love it because it goes through. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nuts, isn't it? Like it used to be. As a kid, I knew I knew every number I needed to know, which, right. granted, was not as many. No. But uh, also because phones have gone from being a place to being a person. Like right. a phone number used to be someone's house, and that's how you contacted the five people in that right. house. Now every person has their own number. Yeah. So it's a lot. It's a lot more difficult. But I think it's 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 like to ask someone. You don't need to know anything anymore. Whatever little tidbits and stats you know. Um, Sale of the century in the future will be just be quiz nights. Who, quiz nights are dead. Will oh, right. I love a quiz it's night. Kill, killed the quiz night. The phone a friend to... option has killed the quiz. Do night. you know how much I lift, lived off the tiny, stupid factoids 
that um, like tidbits of information that I could throw out. That that was my little calling card to kind think, of make myself sound don't you think it says something, Everyone can kind of look that up. Don't you think it says something about humans? Like about how shit humans are? That, that people would go to a quiz night and then cheat? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Like, it's not like this is your exams and your life's on the line. It's a fucking quiz night that you've agreed to go to. And the whole premise of the night is not are you good at looking shit up, are you good at remembering nonsense or working shit out, right? And, and be- yet you're still like, no, 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 I have to cheat. Or be the one at the table who gets the answer out before everybody else. Right. That's oh. the other thing too. Like, everyone would know the answer. Right. Like, I don't know, it could be like, what's the chemical symbol for helium, which is relatively obvious for HE, but most people would go, oh, uh, everyone at the table yells it out. That was always my pet peeve about quiz nights. Okay. Everyone wanting to go, I know the answer. Right. Even though you could otherwise just agree or concur, or as long as the table's got it, who cares? Well, but, I don't know if you've ever played with uh, Adam Spencer at a quiz night. Oh, but man, he no. has he has tactics, which include, on those really obvious ones, someone at the table needs to yell out the wrong answer. Oh, right. AU. It's AU. Right. He was like he used to play like distraction games. Like I like that though. He was like he was that. like a baseball coach calling someone <laughs> in like with different signals. And but stuff. I appreciate that because you need to. My thing was whisper, always whisper. Right. And someone at the table needs to um, mouth something different as well. Like just do a bit of blah 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 because everyone's reading lips. Right. That was my argument. So, so before realizing, so you're not just it's pl- a quiz night, right? You're not just playing Who the game; cares? you're playing the other players, though. And what's their Chess win? Style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very adamant about it too. Very adamant. I miss quiz nights. So that's what I feel is going to happen: is that you know all the little bits of information that you know I would have in my head to say like the word sinister comes from people being left-handed back in the nights, the days of people having swords. Uh, run so me if, through that. Well, how, how does that work? Uh, it was, I think, from Latin. Uh, like, I don't know, I want to say sinist or something. Right. Um, but, yeah, to be... Uh, so that's where Dexter was right-handed and Sinister was left-handed. So in the days when it was... It, it then became equated to if you were left-handed, that was a, a bad... Like, it was evil. Right. Like, my grandmother was left-handed. She's nearly 100 years old. She's 98. When she was at school, she would r- try to write with her left hand and she would get whacked. Or yeah. you'd get your hand tied behind your back. Like, it would get physically taken away from you. So you would learn to write with your right. I mean, it is weird to watch a left-handed person write. Oh, they're weird. I mean, Have you weird. seen Obama's or something? <laughs> Great, you got smudging. You're signing a law, and it's got a bill or something. That's gonna you're gonna smudge it. Surely that's what Donald Trump should have got after him for. Yeah, look at his little hand. Look, he's got a he's dirty evil. marks on his hand. How it's can he sign things? You seriously? <laughs> How can he sign? This things? bill is illegitimate. That's all Romney needed to win the <laughs> right? election. I'm Mitt Romney, and I can sign stuff. I am dexterous. <laughs> And that's where, so that's, yeah, right. Dexter became dexterous. Right. And then, because you're right-handed and therefore right. that's the right way to do it. And then ambidextrous but, means that you had both, that, yes. that you were able to... Yes. But sinister and the, the evil connotations comes from being left-handed. Right. But stuff like that... Okay, you go, what else do you know? What, what else? What, what other, oh. can you, I, I know it's hard to think off the top of your head what your good bits of knowledge are, but do you have another go-to fact? Is there something you bring out when people, like, you know, when you... Oh, my, my favourite is, okay. is, is um, hippos being the number one killer in Africa. Kill more, anim- kill more people in Africa than every other animal combined. Than every other animal combined? Yes. 
Right. Well, then when you think about it, what else is there? There's really only lions. Right. But I don't li- know giraffe. Maybe the odd lions- giraffe. The odd giraffe would get a bit grumpy. Oh, yeah. And do some damage. And they could snap you from miles away. Yeah, they hit you with their big chopper chop. Right. <laughs> you can't see them coming. Yeah. And they've got great vantage points. They do. Like they can see you. Creepy freak out tongues. Um, well, here you go. I, and giraffes, well, tell us about the hippos. Giraffes and humans had the exact same amount of vertebrae in their neck, which what? I think is seven. But they just happened to be They have big vertebrae. Huge. Is that right? Yeah, but same amount. Same amount as neck, of neck bones as we have. These are just huge. Right. Okay, so hippos kill more than lions, though, because lions have a, like a, a but big, because big if, reputation. Well, hippos are very dangerous. Right. Big, territorial, dangerous animals. But they can open their mouth to almost almost three metres. So it could, like, they could fit a human in their gape. They've so you, got, you could literally combine the Hunger Games and Hungry Hungry Hippos. Yes. The Hungry Hungry Hippos oh. Games. That would be so great. That's a, that's a, oh my God, that's a funny or dice. So you put four, <laughs> four coloured but real hippos. Right, real aggressive hippos. Aggressive males. Aggressive male hippos. And then a small child in a ball so yeah. they can't get away. <laughs> well, in one of those balls where you can run. Oh yeah, like a zorb ball. A yeah. zorb ball. Yeah. And then they have to get out. Right. Last one to get eaten wins. <laughs> Trademark. Hungry, Trademark. hungry hippo games. But Google Glass and stuff like that is going to take all that away. Right. Like any anything like that. Um, we can't bullshit anymore because people can just look it up. Right. Have you um, ever fooled someone or be fooled by a bit of bullshit? Is there anything that you've repeated that you later found out was untrue? Or? I got... Uh, I don't know if I've, I've passed on a fact. The one that always still gets me is the... Um, uh, Daddy Longleg spiders are one of the most venomous spiders in the world. Right. But their fangs are too small to pierce the human skin. Right. Is not true. What? From what I have heard, it is not true. It's not true. So it, it, it came out as one of those <laughs> things. By the way, I don't know why I did a what then like I was a wrestling commentator. Like, what? What? What is... Oh, my God! How are they letting this happen? Uh, the same way they let it happen every week. Oh, <clears> right, right, right. <throat> um, but then I heard that wasn't true. Uh, that it was just something that someone made up and it made it out there, right. and then it's been proven to not be true. But then I also heard, but the, it not being true is not true. Right. That was just oh someone. My God, it's like Inception. It's a web. I reckon there's a, there's a, a Daddy Longlegs kind of group out there right. that are just going, you know what? Well, they're, getting, they're getting a bad rap. We need to go out there and say this is a lie. Right. Oh no, they're great. They they make good pets. Ah, it's like. But remember, Daddy Longlegs. It's like when, isn't just for Christmas. Well, it's for life. Right. It's probably no. It's more. But like, life for them is like three weeks. I imagine it's more like when the bikies or the mob go on a PR campaign. <laughs> you know, like, look, they're finding out us about us. They do a lot of great charity yeah. work. Like they're working in the community. They're building really beautiful webs. Come on, guys. They're friendly. Yeah, it's only because it's hostilities between themselves that's right. the problem. Sure. They got no problem. They're spider you. on spider crime. <laughs> <laughs> I once played a, a game of, of pub uh, pool, billiards, with a, a, a group of Gypsy Joker bikies right. when I was a kid. I must have been about eight. What? And uh, they were the loveliest men. Right. The loveliest they men. They don't have a lot of gripes with eight-year-olds. No. Well, you know. That's a good demo to be around a bike. It's like I'm going to smash my... Right, little your baby ju- bottle, little, my little juice box thing, little like fruit juice box thing. Try to break it on the side of the table and stab them. What with happened the to Mongrel? He got boxed in the leg. <laughs> Took out the little plastic straw oh. and stabbed him you right in the jugular. You know what? That thing, like the, the ones that had the pointy end on them, they were because you had to get through the. I mean, that you could shiv someone with that in prison. 
With a juice box. Have you been watching? You can someone with a jukebox. I tell you what, I've I've been I got into the Kevin Bacon the following. Right. And it just became the shanking. Like every week, someone was getting shipped in the guts. I've been watching it. And I was quite optimistic at the start about the following because I like Kevin Bacon. Yeah. And I kind of felt like the story was a good story. And I, I kind of feel like maybe it's not going to be as good as I was hoping it was going to be. How do you feel about that? I enjoyed it. I was I, I started watching it, expecting it to fall by the wayside. Right. And then uh, what helped is um, Tasma got into it because that's the big thing. It's right. just like this show can live or die on whether we as a house... Like decide it to together. watch it no I get that otherwise it's sometimes like... when you're like in a show and you're like oh I'm going to have to take this offline you're like yeah, there's been times at my house over the years where I'm like ah this is a watch it in my office show mm. <laughs> so we watched the first episode the, the pilot together but it was actually qu- it was quite full on it was, yeah. it was pretty gruesome particularly for network television yeah yeah I thought yeah it was good. and yeah. so she said oh look this is too much for me oh. so I stuck with it and then just went you know it's toned down come back right. and filled her in on the three episodes that she'd missed and then we both got into it and it was fine but there was just every time someone would hug another person or say something quite warm and, and gentle to shiv. another person, shank, shiv. shiv. It, it, just yeah. watch your guts. It's right. just, we'd sit there just yelling it out. Shank! Shank's shank. coming! <laughs> shank or shiv, what's the correct terminology? Oh, no, I think either. I think you shank someone. Is you it can, potato, potato? I think you might, maybe you shank someone with a shiv. Or do you... Because you say... Is it... You use a uh, shiv, right? You should look that up. That's, that's what we need. <laughs> shank versus G- Google Glass, difference between shank and shiv. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we need right now. Uh, I think maybe it's the... the uh, I'm going to say, before we know for sure... Yeah, good. Without going into your... which is which, yeah. one is probably it's just the weapon. Yeah. Like you've taken a fork and you've right. sharpened it. And you would something. say that's the shiv, right? Yeah, and a shank is more, it's a bar of soap with a nail in it. Like it's a... Oh, it's a particular it's, it's thing. A, it's more, yeah, the, the the shiv being you take a pencil and you stab someone with it, it becomes a weapon as opposed to one that you have intentionally made to be a weapon MacGyver style. All right. Well, Rove, I'm going to now read to you what the difference between... I'm so excited by this. I'm about to take a step into a larger world. Right, here we go. Uh, Shiv, uh, noun. Here we go. A slang term for something that can be used as a knife. Oh, pencil. You're pretty... Carrot. That's your shiv. Not a a, uh, mouldy carrot. They get very soft. Right. Like day, day fresh. Right, exactly. Give it two days and then throw that carrot out. It is shivless. Right. Well, no, what you could do is put it in the oven and bake it into a sort of... Uh, oh, good crispy. Yeah, yeah, yeah a crispy yeah. carrot sure, shiv. Sure, sure. Yep. Right. <laughs> crispy carrot shiv. Donna Hayes prison recipes. Nice, the nice. crispy carrot shiv. So that's shiv. shiv. Anything that could be used as, yeah, as a knife. As a knife. Uh, <laughs> so, to be honest... Uh, like there'd be a great crocodile Dundee sequel where that's not a knife that's a shiv though it's definitely it is a, a shiv. shiv could be a shiv it's not a knife Give me, let me, let me bend the carrot right. if you're not shiving that by right. today yeah. I'd chuck then it then you have to bake it I'm now looking around the room going just about anything could be a shiv yeah right okay. well that's the thing that's why they have to remove so many things in prison yes because so many things can become shivs and you are especially creative on what you think can be a shiv when you're in prison well, I, and I, I uh, find that uh, when you're flying nowadays, what they take off you right. as opposed to what they leave you with, like if, you, if you're in a, a nice part of the plane, which sometimes we get to be, um, they don't trust you with a metal knife. You get no. a plastic one, but the fork is still metal. Right. 
which to me is still pretty I dangerous. I could at least, I could fuck and someone up. And there's the, 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 the wonderful story for, for your international listeners. There is a former uh, football player turned television personality and celebrity fisherman by the name of Rex Hunt, yeah. who wanted to prove a point by going to uh, the Qantas Airlines um, departure lounge, yes. the Qantas Club, and took one of their, I think it was a knife, not yeah. a fork. No, it was one of their knives. Because they had, at the time, they had uh, metal knives in the... Yes, in, and he wanted to prove the point yeah. of, well, you know, if you're saying this is dangerous, then I'm, well, I'm going to take it on the plane to right. just show how stupid it is to have metal knives if you're saying they're dangerous. Right. So he wasn't going to do anything with it. He just wanted to prove a point of going, see, I could sta- I could have stabbed you with this if I wanted to. Right. And got in big trouble. Yeah. That is such a dumb thing to do. Right. By him, you mean? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's, it's, not your job. I, it's not your job to prove that point, no. Rex. Or just ask I someone. Love when someone. Just say to someone, do you think it's a good idea to have metal knives? Like, what if someone who right. isn't as trustworthy as me, yibbita yibbita, was to take that onto the plane? Thank you very much. But here's my thing, Rove, is like, he was a guy who had a radio show. He had a forum where he could discuss that issue. <laughs> like, it's not like. But then he got so indignant that he got in trouble for right. it. He was like, I'm trying to do good here. I'm the Robin Hood. Don't you get it? But also. Yibbita yibbita. <laughs> also. By the way, if anyone said yibbity yibbity, if anyone's listening to this podcast and doesn't understand the yibbity yibbity, just Google Rex Hunt so that you can enjoy that joke yeah. a little bit more. He used to. He if used you're to... wearing Google glasses, you can probably be watching Rex Hunt doing a yibbity yibbity right yes. now. Yes, yibbity yibbity. That's it was all his folks. Very bad Porky Pig impression because yeah. he couldn't do that. That's all folks. So he would just go yibbity yibbity. Yeah. Oh, Rex. So the biggest issue in his life wasn't really... Right, so he could have shivved with a knife. He could have shivved with a knife. But is it a shank, Will? Right, versus the shank. Here we go. Here we go. Shank, also a noun. Mm -hmm. A slang term for a knife that's typically made from something else. Butter bing. A shank can be considered a type of shiv. Ooh. (laughs) Wow. So the shank is a subset of shiv. (laughs) So if we, is it, do, is if we were doing is Venn, it a verb? Is if it, we were doing Venn diagrams, yes. then uh, you could put the uh, shank Venn diagram wholly inside the Shiv Venn diagram. I read you exactly. Yeah, uh, but it does actually say they're both nouns. It doesn't say that you can use it as a verb. But I have heard, yeah, the idea of somebody shiving. Oh no, getting shivved with a shank. Getting shivved with a shank. Yeah, oh, surely it's shanking someone. Surely it's um um. It, it balances itself out. So you get shivved with a shiv and you get shanked with a shank. Right. So there was no uh, shanking or shiving going on when you were playing pool with the bikers, though. They no, just, but, just but what happened was, because um, we were in a pub and uh, in a, a coastal town of Western Australia, and uh, we wanted to play pool and they sort of had dibs on the table. Right. And no one else went near them, but it was me and my cousins. And they sort of let us join in and we sort of played with them. Well, they're kids. And my dad and my uncle were nearby at the bar and it was all fine. And then, uh, and I think if I recall, I did come back and said to my dad, when I grow up, I think I want to be a gypsy joker. And, uh, which is the, the bikey club. And your dad just went, look, gypsy or joker. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were involved in, and I won't go into specifics in case I'm wrong and I'm right. painting a bad light here, but there was an incident. There was like a major something that happened, a yeah. very newsworthy event that had happened involving them. That's traditionally something that happens. Yeah, and obviously very bikey related, yeah. but it, but enough to make the news. And uh, and I was kind of, I was, as even as a kid, quite shocked. I was like, wow, that, I can't imagine, and I don't know that, it, of course, it wasn't, necessarily the guys, guys that I met right. 
but uh, but to sit there going like uh, that's not that's not the gypsy jokers I know. Right. But it just goes to show that for all you hear in that world and the world of the daddy long leg spider, that uh, there's always another story. Right. Do you always watch Do story. you watch Sons of Anarchy? Is that a television no, show? No, I you haven't. Watch? I uh, it was one of those ones I think I missed the start of it. And then it's like season three when everyone starts going, this is really good. And right. it's like, ah, it's too late for me now. I love it. Like, it's it's probably like the uh, amongst the top couple of shows that if there's a new episode of, I'll, right. I'll watch. Okay. But it is a, a show that, like, it's, it's a classic show where you realise how easily you will overlook someone you like doing something terrible. Like, it's one of those <laughs> shows yeah, where you're like, if I just looked, at, if I saw the charges sheet, like, you know, in, in any of those newspaper polls yep. where you're like, oh, well, this person's done these, like, 12 things. You're like, they're terrible. Send them to prison forever. But you watch a TV show and they do those oh, things. Ah, like, but, oh, but it's Peggy Bundy. Tremendous when he... I mean, it was funny when he smashed his yeah, head in with the snow cone. It's Hellboy. Come Leave on. Him alone. Leave him. It's <laughs> the only two things poor Ron Perlman could probably ever be cast in. Right. right you're a hideous son of Satan or a bikey. Right. That's it. But he does get to have a pretty good... Like, I mean, that's one of those shows that makes you... Th- like, there's a part of you that goes... I, They're just I would misunderstood. Li-. No, no. There's a part hug. of you go, I'd like to be an outlaw. Oh, you really? You can understand why you would like to be an outlaw. Like, there's parts of me that go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a motorbike. But I have gone on record to say I applaud anyone who, um, who really tries to break the law in a massive way. And like, that's why proper... Rove can never be Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> But proper planning, like if you just try to hold up a Seven Eleven with right. a, a shiv slash yeah. shank, yeah, no, 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 right. But those guys who did the, you know, um, they robbed uh, a diamond store by going to the um, special effects. They went to like a guy who can do special effects makeup and said, uh, "We're going to make a student film or something." Are you, you thinking about the movie Point Break? No, you got no. real life confused. No, this is a real break? thing. And they said, uh, you know, we're gonna we're doing a, a student film, and uh, we need some special effects done. And okay. would you would you be able to do it for us? We want to make this white guy look black. And the guy said, Yeah, I could do that. And they said, Would you mind doing it now, just testing it? We'll pay you for it. Right. But could you just do it on, so we can see how good it is? And they made this this Caucasian guy look look like he was black. Right. Uh, he then went to Australia and was on. And then, uh, and then they that. went with a couple of mates and went and robbed a, a diamond store. And so on the footage, the guy was looking for two white guys and a black guy. And it turned out the black guy was it was all prosthetic makeup. Right. Oh my god. It was a couple of years ago it happened. I think it was in the UK. Right. But so I just went. See, that's good. You've you've done a bit of like you look at the town, the yeah. movie, the town, and you right. go yes with the nun masks. Do that. Right, because they're also in showbiz. You're, what you're, what you're <laughs> and, you know, and to we, all, we all wanted Ben Affleck to have a bit of a break. Right. You know, he was due. You right. go, come on, cut in some slack. No, it's but there been is, rough. I think there is something fascinating about like people who... Like, I mean, Australia... like if you plan it out properly, right. if it's not just I'm um, on a bender and I'm just going to go hold up a, a bank or something. Right. No one wants an innocent person to die and no one like wants uh, you know, people to have their goods and services stolen. But there are certain kinds of crimes, like... Like bank robbers where no one gets hurt. Mm. I think the public have some sort of affection or sympathy for this idea of like someone robbing a bank or, you know, someone committing... Like the Joker and his cronies. Right. Or opening, you know, there's all these rubber masks and there's... I have to kill this guy to kill that guy at the opening of um, Dark Knight. Like you just go, yeah, 
let them let them get away with it. And then to time the school bus to perfectly blend in with all the other school buses I mean, as you crash through the bank. Here's what you, here's who you need. You like, can have it. Have yeah. if I've got money in that bank, it's yours. Also, here's what I would say to like you know uh, countries around the world who have, please do say who, it. Who have ineffective like public transport systems? Who are like we can't get the trains to run on time. You know you got to get in charge of that shit. The Joker. The Joker. The Joker like time shit to the millisecond. You're not gonna. You're tra- you're gonna be waiting for work in the morning. Your train's not gonna be seven minutes late if no. the Joker is in charge yeah. of that. He's shit, sitting right? there going. Not only do the buses run on time, right. but there's a perfect gap for my bus right. after I blow <laughs> to get this into wall, those buses. And he's still got time to throw out some witty comments to people before right. he shoots them. Have I've, the money. Have it. I mean, it is an elaborate. Uh, and I've, look, I've spoken about this several times on the podcast before. But here it is, and I'm gonna keep saying it until someone does this. I think the perfect next Batman movie would be. And obviously you can't do it with the Heath Ledger thing, unfortunately, rest in peace. But I um, uh, I would love to see that story told from the Joker's perspective. So you yes. take the exact same movie, but what you do, instead of like concentrating on all the Bruce Wayne Batman Ooh. bits, you concentrate on what was happening the whole time for the Joker, mostly through the movie. Oh, that's right? good. So that you have to see how he convinced those dudes that that was you know, the plan they were having. How he recruited... Like, I mean... One of my favourite scenes in the, the whole thing is when he, um, you know, pretends to be dead and then, like, you know, recruits it, you know, yep, he snaps yep, the yep, book yep, you in half yep. and says, you know, there's one position. Like, you could see a whole movie of him recruiting gangs and putting it all together and putting his plans together. I would love to see that. <laughs> I would love to see him go, now the bus has got to go through here <laughs> this yeah. time. That's the only problem is someone has to think about writing that very convoluted way of thinking. Right. To make all that happen, to go, okay, how would he have done that? But in some in some way, they probably they probably worked that out. Well, you think they would at least vaguely work it out, like they. Well, that's what I love about what Stephen Moffat does with <coughs> Doctor Who. For everything you see, you know he's kind of got all right. all the different elements worked out. And even if people kind of get angry about you know where things are at, and I'm not knowing enough right now, part of me is going, he's still got as far as I know another year of this, and he will wrap it all up. And whatever he doesn't wrap up, I'm sure will right. not be Right. Now, important. are you up to date on the current Doctor Who? Uh, yes, because uh, it's the next episode airs tonight. So. Right. So, uh, and how are you feeling about this series? Because this is something we have spoken about on the show a couple of weeks ago with Justin. It was... Uh, well, he's a madman. He's, he's, very un- he's very unhappy about it all. I get that. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a bit Because uh, everyone... And maybe you don't know this, but I love Doctor Who. And oh, I love... Yeah. And Matt Smith Doctor Who... Is actually, I know this is like a thing that will offend a whole bunch of Doctor Who people, but possibly my favourite ever Doctor Who. I'm a I big love... Patrick Troughton fan, number right. two. But Matt is of the modern era, and I, I liked Tennant. I really right, me too. And you know, at the time, you know, you could only could compare him with Eccleston, so it was easy to kind of go, well, yeah, you know, right. I like him. I liked Eccleston as well, though. I liked his. I like the apple him. more than the orange. Right. Sure. But um, there's something about uh, because to get into this season. Uh, we did, we did the full f- uh, from the two thousand and five reboot, right. Season one, uh, in inverted commas, right through to I think wherever we were up to, which was um, Angels Take Manhattan. We just got yep. rid of the ponds, right. all right. So uh, because Tasma hadn't been across the whole thing, so she sort of came through when all the River Song stuff was going on. Because yep. this is a really cool thing that they're doing, right? But it's also a terrible time to just jump in. 
Because you need a little bit of context. Of, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, and, and, and admittedly, there was a few episodes I'd missed across the years that was a bit, you know, like it, the first time uh, Madame Vasta and, and Jenny turned up, I was like, I don't, where have they come from? Should I know who they are? Right. And then it's like, no, no, there was no story that introduced them. They just appeared. Yeah. The first time you see her saying, I just killed Jack the Ripper is the first time you see her. Yeah. So that's okay. But uh, yeah, so we are very much up to date. And uh, watching them all back to back, I realized, yeah, I, you know, Tennant was very good. Yeah. But Matt Smith is brilliant. I agree. Just so, brilliant. No, me too. I think he's just fantastic. And the Clara thing is fine. I'm happy to wait it out. And right. I'm so happy this to is the thing. See... But that's my thing is I know that it, I mean, it started so well, so promisingly. Yes. Right? And there was a lot in it. I think what happened was the snowmen, uh, well, firstly, of course, the first time you see her in Asylum of the Daleks, it's like, oh, we didn't even know she was going to be there. Right. Uh, and so that was a, a nice little hors d'oeuvre. And then when um, it was Doctor Who and the Snowmen came out and there was this big thing of it's the same girl, but she doesn't know him. And, oh, my God, the girl who died twice, the girl twice dead. That's all really cool. And then um, the Bells of St. John suddenly just, after waiting for so long, lobbed it all in episode one. Everything from there's a scarf hanging in a shop behind her to Amelia Williams wrote the book to even little things like when she, the, the 101 Places to Visit and you look when she opens it up, there's just a shot which I freeze-framed and it's got you know Clara Oswald aged and then nine crossed out, ten crossed out and there's two ages that are missing down the list every year she gets older and there's i can't remember exactly what it was but it's like 13 and 22 are missing and i was like i think that's important right all this stuff whether it is or it isn't who was the woman who said this is the number to call the tardis all that kind of stuff all that will be revealed but there's so much there to take in and it's like a million different clues coupled with a million different red herrings and then as of the following week it was like and now we're just off on adventures and you'll get nothing no clues, no little tidbits, no little, if you're watching closely, did you notice this for about two or three weeks? And that took a bit of getting used to. Yeah, well, it's interesting. And also but I'm willing to wait. I'm but also because it's the 50th year, you know there's some... Like, but it won't be till the end of the year. That's right. November. Yeah. Absolutely. So, But you know that there's some shit that's like obviously got to... And Moffat has said, I'm, we are going to get his name. I'm giving you his name. This is not a, a, a bullshit... Yeah. Uh, PR thing we're right. doing. You, we, we are going to give you his name. Snoop Lion, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> it better be. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's one of those things. He's like, oh, I don't know what. I can't think of what it could be. It has to be something as mundane as like it's just Jeff or something. Right. Well, no, I imagine like in the Stephen Moffat world, like he doesn't like. I mean, he's big on. It's got to be something big. I, yeah, but I can't be. imagine he would just throw it off as a. A but as, as far a... as uh, you know, theories as to, to who is Clara and why and yeah. all that sort of stuff. I had a couple to begin with, and then I just went. I don't think. I don't think this is about me being right or wrong. I'm just going to sit and enjoy right. what it is. So all I'm trying to work out is, okay, where is she in this? Where do I think she is at this point? Do I think this is her? Bef- this is a, a her before the Dalek one. This is a her before the Snowmen one, and. How all that will be wrapped up, I'm sure we'll find out. More importantly than all of that, Rove, and mm. thank God, uh, finally, we've had a decent Doctor Who conversation on this podcast. It's uh, <laughs> all I've ever wanted to oh, talk about. Oh, man. It's all I've ever wanted to talk about. <laughs> but we, as, as a house, we went from watching... So we did, in a week... Right. We did a, We did 
uh, yeah, seven seasons. So you're trying to watch like t- you're watching a f- like wake up in the morning, have breakfast, Doctor Who till the right. I mean, okay, uh, before I get to my other and now point, we're on it's one a week right. is killing us. So before I get to my other point, I want to ask this question: In watching all those shows, yes, was there tears at any stage? No, no, no. no. I really? think they, they do a very good job of of. Um, uh, of, of getting the emotion out there, right. but no, I've no. never, I've never been. Not since a kid, uh, have I been scared of something in Doctor Who. Right, but have you? Like, you haven't. Do you cry watching things? Like, no, are you, no, you're not a crier. Not really. Okay, right. Not really. Okay. I seem to have. I will leap out of my seat if there's a, a blind side on Survivor. Right, I'll do that. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Or if someone turns uh, heel bad guy on the wrestling and I, right. I didn't see it coming. But you're not a crier? Uh, no. I, I, like, I literally, when I was watching um, uh, the Van Gogh, you know. Episode, oh, actually, that, that last I, scene is right. quite beautiful. I, that's, I, I felt like I hit menopause. Like, <laughs> I will say that. that. Actually, that's a good point. I that was one rocking is back quite... and forward like I was coming off heroin. I was like... <laughs> Uh, I was like, I was like, oh my God. I almost wish, like Van Gogh himself. I was like, I wish I'd known my father. Oh, no, I know my father. Oh, yeah, He's yeah. great. We get on fine. I wish, he, I wish he painted. Right. <laughs> I wish he had more absinthe in his life. Actually, uh, yes, that was, quite, that was quite a well done scene. Very well okay, done. Uh, the second thing I was going to ask, and this is more important than all of this Doctor Who nonsense. Is wow, this. that's a bit cool. Uh, so the actress who plays Amy Pond... Whose yes. name I always forget, but uh, the actress who plays Amy Pond. Oh, it's uh, how has that escaped me? Um, Quiz night. It is. Uh, oh, everyone's screaming at us right now, but right. we can edit this out I, once we get it right. I don't edit shit out of this podcast, right? <laughs> I didn't edit out when I went to the fridge to get a uh, beer. Karen in the Gillian. Karen Gillian. That is her name. You're absolutely right. I didn't look that up. I just want to make that very clear. No, I didn't you look did not look that up. Do you know I what I was doing? I was watching the opening title. Sc- Scroll. Yeah. Let's go right. Yeah, I like to think of her as Amy Arthur Darvel. No, that one. Okay. But um, she lives in LA now. Yes, right. And we are here in LA. How can I bump into her? (laughs) Well, firstly, you're not heading out on a day like today where the sun is. Right. Oh, because she's Scottish and she has red hair. And she's very pale. Find somewhere that's dark. Yes. Planetarium. She would be at the planetarium. Indoors. Somewhere indoors. Somewhere indoors and cool. Cool. Yes. Head to the observatory right. at Griffith Park or yeah. something. Or uh, somewhere underground. Right. But that's a very good start. Right. And then... Fancy meeting you in this cave. <laughs> <laughs> Do you enjoy Doctor Who? Set up a, uh, a, a like a makeshift stand, like a little... Right. I, I, I see, oh, like a food cart. Like a little food cart thing with an umbrella. Maybe, yeah. maybe a monkey with a, an amusing outfit on it right. and a tin cup. That's your call. Right. But selling sunscreen. Oh, you know like what? 50 plus sunblock and yeah. just ring the little bell, Suns, get your sunscreen here. And I'm going to put my monkey in a kilt because she's Scottish. Oh, And bang. I'll sell frozen haggis. Genius. Haggis on a stick. Cold haggis, anyone? <laughs> and watch all these people walking past just going, this guy's crazy. And then up she walks. Perfect thing for a summer's oh, day. Oh, I'd like to have some. <gasps> and then she looked in your eye and it was meant to be. Right. And they all said he was crazy. Yeah. And then okay. as you look each other in the eye, she'll just shank you. <laughs> with, oh, the with, following. With my frozen haggis. <laughs> which ironically Have makes you ever a had perfect... haggis? No, because I don't eat meat. So, oh, that's true. Uh, actually, you know what the time... The first time I went to Scotland in 99, I probably possibly was eating meat at the time. I was going to say, you weren't always vegetarian. No, yeah. I was not. Um, 
So no no uh, so there is actually it's not bad. It's there is a possibility. I've had it twice and I, I enjoyed it both. What times. does it taste like? It's sheep's stomach in a yeah, but it kind of tastes like a. Uh, it, it tasted to me. It tasted like the stuffing you put in chicken or or turkey. That sort of oh, like Christmas stuffing. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It's just because it's all that. It's just there's a lot of herbs and spices stuff in there. Right. So it's it's to it's, cover up the taste of the fact what that you're you eating. Are eating minced up gizzards in a in a stomach lining. Right. Yes. But isn't that a nugget? Isn't that what a chicken nugget is? Right. It's absolutely what or a chicken dog. nugget is. That's why we. Uh, I, well, this is the thing because you know now in Melbourne they have this. Because um, uh, here in LA you can get quite good vegetarian food, mm-hmm. uh, but in Melbourne they now have a takeaway shop called Lord of the Fries. I don't know if you've ever been to Lord of the yes. Fries. Right? Yes, I haven't been there, but I have seen it. Right, yes. so it's completely vegetarian, and they sell like sliders, and they sell hot dogs, and they sell like all that chicken nuggets, right? And they all taste delicious and tastes like hot dogs and hamburgers and chicken nuggets because hot dogs and hamburgers and chicken nuggets do not have meat in them. <laughs> oh, wow. How telling is that? Right. I loved that uh, Jamie Oliver did his um, uh, school dinners series. Right. And he did one in the UK, one in, in the Australia, and one in the US. They got angry here, right? Yeah. There was anger. And, uh, and from him, disbelief. Because right. one of his favourite party tricks was he would go to a school to a yes. bunch of little kids and say, who loves chicken nuggets? All these hands go up. Uh, and then he'd go, well, I'm going to show you how you make a chicken nugget. Yeah. And he would get a blender and he'd just chop up like chicken feet and just skin and offal and put it all in. Here's some disgusting powder stuff. Here's some water. I'm just going to blend that up. And then that's a chicken nugget. Who feels like a chicken nugget now? No hands go up. Right. Did it in the US? A couple of kids. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, why Put not? Hand. You also have a nugget. Yeah. You're you going to get cooking. They're fresh, right? Get cooking, Mr. <laughs> yeah, Lovely come Jubbly. On. Come on. Right. Fresh he was nuggets? astounded. He was astounded. Sounds Couldn't delicious. Yeah. Free nuggets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't blend it if you're not going to cook it. Right, man. Don't, oh. don't tease me. What a geezer. He is a literally. He literally is a cocktail. Yeah, he's a cocktail. He's co- teasing co- them with cheese and like cock, cock chicken. Cock chicken. <laughs> cock chicken. Right, oh, that's rooster actually. That's rooster. Right, that is. Well, we couldn't say the sex. Rooster. The, the original name of the rooster was the cock chicken <laughs> for years. We got the chickens. We got the cock chickens, and then eventually someone was like, mm. so "Sure, we should call them the cock chickens." <laughs> should they have a rooster? Mm, yeah, so. we can't say fanny chickens because depending on what part of the world you're in, it gets confusing. Right. Is it ass, ass chicken or vagina chicken? Why is that? <laughs> Seriously, though. Like, why? Just the phrase vagina chicken, as it came out of my mouth, I just went, it's just, it seems fairly innocent, but when it lobs down on the microphone, you go, yeah. Vagina chicken? Vagina chicken. The other white meat? <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't want to know what the first white meat is. <laughs> finger licking good. Uh-huh. Uh, vagina chicken, finger licking good. Anyway, so it's a family feast. So... I don't, I don't, sorry. Anything else? Got no, moist There we Something go. Something about a moist yes. I imagine. <laughs> Comes in a bucket. I'm not sure. Joel Madden endorses it. And um, I can't remember what I was going to say now. Uh, chicken. You were talking about, we were talking about chicken. Right. Cock, Cock chicken. Vagina chicken. Roosters. Vagina chickens. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, so anyway. Was what? that the other major thing we were going to bring up? Oh. Post Doctor Who. Oh yeah, it was that okay. she? Because here's the thing: because she lives. I saw her on a talk show the other day, and she was talking ah. about being an actress in LA now, and how she lives in LA. And I'm in LA for the next like four months. It's and, so like, going to happen. Surely I could just run it's into so her at something. Happen. Yes, and... absolutely, absolutely, you can. Don't you think? Yes, I do think. Uh, now at this point, I of course need to um, 
point out to the uh, Fofop Tofop listeners how very pleased and chuffed I am with the last podcast oh, yes. having come out within a small, even 24-hour window. Sure. Uh, where we were talking about Dr. Yahoo series yep. and his incredible work yep. uh, that I asked for um, a, a change to be made to my Wikipedia page. Yeah, that's right. And it happened. It is now official that yep. I am working on a f- potential film with Dr. Yahoo series, thanks to your listeners. Right, but here's the thing that I love. Citation, not needed. Cookies from outer space. Cookies from outer space, of um, course. But the thing that I love about that is not only did it happen within 24 hours, but it's still there. No one cares. Like... Literally for three months, anyone who's Googled information on Yahoo Serious has seen that he is currently working on a movie called Cookies from Outer Space with you. Yeah. And you know somewhere right now, he's trying to make it happen. Right. He's seen that going, are we? Are we? I, I better get right. <laughs> right. <laughs> About two weeks from now, you're going to get a script. <laughs> There's going to be some mail. Tazer will come in like, um... Do you know a Dr. Serious? <laughs> There's a guy with a, like, he just turned up on a motorcycle. He's got a really tall helmet on. Right. <laughs> but the, the most interesting uh, thing about that, and I guess it goes back to our original point about Google Glasses, that that's the internet. Like, yes. if someone is looking up information on Yahoo Serious right now, for three months, they probably have taken that as being true. I cannot wait until I get asked about it. That's right. that's the great thing. That's when you know it's it's uh, solidified. Is when someone, some lazy uh, interviewer, journalist somewhere, uh, who just goes to Wikipedia, will say, "Oh, and I hear, I've been told that apparently you're working on a film with." Uh, I don't know why I'm being interviewed by Seinfeld now. <laughs> but uh, you're you're doing uh, a film. Cookies from Outer Space with Dr. Yahoo Serious. How's that coming along? Yeah. And just I can just sit back and make up whatever story I want. Well, it's funny that you say that because I was doing an interview with um, Alaskan Radio. In fact, uh, on the night this comes up, I think will be my first night in Alaska. So if there's anyone listening in Alaska... Is it going to be all, to, all daytime while you're there? Or uh, all nighttime? I think long daytime. Cool. I think it's getting towards that part of the year where the days get longer. I was in uh, Helsinki, mm. Finland, and they were just coming to the end of... You know, it's almost daylight hours all day and to the point where you'd be up till about 3 o'clock in the morning and at 3 o'clock in the morning it was like sunset and it would get dark for like three hours and then the sun would come back up. It was crazy. Right. Well, that's, I imagine... You'd be like Pacino in... Insomnia? Insomnia. Yeah. That's pretty much my only reference point for Alaska. That's all you need. You can see Russia. <laughs> you should uh, use that. They'll never get sick of yeah, that. Yeah, oh, I'm sure that no one's ever said it before. It was like I was in, in Denver, and it's the Mile High City. And yep. you want to make, oh, does that mean any sex that I have here is like Mile High? Like, and you just know that like, if you did that, the ghosts of a thousand stand-up comedians pass. We like, hey, any American who has come to Australia stand-up has, uh, and Melbourne specifically, right. Has, uh, has has made a pretty good living out of not understanding how Australian rules football works right. and what the hell a hook turn is driving through the city. So um, I think it's it's about high time we were able to make the most of Mile High Cities and I can see Russia from my house. Also, we basically... Um, Scotland's quite a big country uh, and we basically just reduced them to having fair skin and eating haggis. So. Which they do! <laughs> it's so true! It's so true! Um, so... I was doing an interview with Alaskan Morning Radio Great. Uh, the other morning, and uh, they clearly had done that same thing of getting a bunch of briefing notes or just reading, you know, mm-hmm. some stuff off a website or whatever, and hadn't quite got across what all of it meant. So they're doing the big um, 
plug at the end. And they're like, you know, so they're doing the big like, hey, you've got to go out and see this guy. Like, he's, he hosted a show called The Gruen Transfer in Australia. He had another hit show called The Glass House. He's been on radio. He's played the Montreal Comedy Festival. He's an ambassador for Ask Writers Australia. And I, was like, I was like, right, that, I'm, I'm pretty sure that last bit doesn't sell on a lot of tickets. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Home, like, All that other stuff seems fancy, but... Is he the ambassador for arthritis? He's really good at his job, but it doesn't seem like he cares very much. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, so you're going to have a big a big arthritic turnout. Yeah. Right, let's hope uh, there's... Uh, the, uh, now there's going to be an expectation that you're going to have some arthritic gear in there. I do. You, oh, of course I've you got, do. You, I've got hip gear, so that's hip fine. Gear. If they want hip gear... I've got hit You've here. come to the right place. Right. Uh, apart from the fact that it doesn't have any ramps. <laughs> so that was a terrible decision. <laughs> there was a lot of steps. But apart from that, you've come to the right place. Yeah, it is on top of a revolving restaurant. Uh, Roving at Madness, where, pe- where can people find you in on the internet? What are you, at Rove on the I'm Twitter? at Rove on Twitter, and that usually... Uh, also, I'm on Husay, which what, is... What is Husay? Husay is... Uh, it, it's a, a, a hub social ne- networking site that links... Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So if you follow me on that, it means you get everything that I ever say anywhere. As right. opposed to, there so are some things f- I might only post on Facebook. and only So Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, and Twitter. Go on to Husay. It's a thing called Husay, but it means you own all of it, which means if I post a photo, I still get copyright of it. Right. And it's a nice little safe haven to, to say what you want to say without... Now, hang on, how does Husay work? So do you post the stuff onto Husay or do you post the stuff onto... So I'll post if I, like, you would a tweet or a Facebook right. post or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I will uh, type it up yeah. and then I select which of the three other sites that I'm connected to being Twitter, Facebook and Instagram right. I'd like it to go to. Sometimes it's to all of them. Right. Which also means sometimes it's tricky because you'll put something with a hashtag and then it ends right. up on Facebook and they're like, we don't even use hashtags on Facebook. Right. Oh, well, because my Twitter... Because that's how everyone on Facebook talks. True. They talk in that font. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not see that, like, uh, Jesse Eisenberg in the movie? It was just like, oh, I'll, I'll come up with this thing called Facebook. <laughs> I think it's going to take off, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, say? I like it. I like Husay. Yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. heard of Husay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long's Husay been around for? Uh, I, I think just a couple of years. Right. But it's also, it's it's one that they, it's, uh, they extend the invitation you oh, you have to be invited to Husay. That's what the so it's a nice thing, and then you can sort of it's a it's a, a nice safe place for celebrities. But you can follow me through that, which is a nice way of doing it. Okay, well that's good. I like uh, that. And that's yeah, that's right. that's my social media world. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast and you listen to it on iTunes, make sure you rate it. We always appreciate if you could uh, rate the podcast on iTunes because that yes. keeps it up the top of the 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 charty thingies. Um, oh, and if anyone's in LA in the next couple of weeks, oh yeah, gigs. I've what got gigs a gig are on. I'm a guest on someone else's uh, live uh, talk show that they do on Tuesday. Which is uh, what? Well, it's a couple Something. of days from today. Which is I don't know how quickly this will come out. Ah, uh, this won't come out in time for that. In fact, I, this can't come out on Wednesday. So. Well, then at the <laughs> on Wednesday. Yeah. Well, if you're if you're free Wednesday night, I'll be at Meltdown. On Sunset Boulevard. Oh, great. For the Meltdown show. And then the following Wednesday, show. which is probably the, let's say somewhere in the teens, yep. uh, I'll be doing the Super Serious show. Oh, okay, the 15th. 
15. Um, so um, we're both on that show. Oh, you do it at the Virgil? Yeah, at the Virgil. Oh, great. So, um, awesome. Uh, yeah, so we, if, if you are in LA and you want to come and see uh, both of us do stand-up comedy, the super serious show at the Virgil. And for my hometown of Perth, I will be back in... June. Oh, so, okay, cool. So keep an eye Doing out for my Twitter feed. Yes. Unreal. Yeah, 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 yeah. So keep an eye out. Is it just Perth or It'll the It'll be just of Perth for now, and then I'm going down, and then I'll come back, and then I'll be in Sydney later, much later in the year. Oh, that's and very And then exciting. you and I, I think we'll be seeing each other somewhere overseas soon. Oh, right. Uh, you're not allowed to talk about that yet? We can say Montreal. We can say Montreal. Yeah, we right. can say Yeah, that's, that's fine. I'm, I, I'm fine. I, I checked with the man whose number we both dial from many years ago at our uh, right. management agency, and he said, yes, it's fine. Yeah, no, no. I've, well, I fucking hope it's fine. I've been telling people for ages. <laughs> <laughs> you can catch me in Montreal. Um, okay, uh, so for anyone listening, um, uh, I am in Alaska by the time you hear this. So if you know anyone in Alaska, that'd be cool. I'm at the Super Serious Show with Rove. Hey. Um, I'm also doing um, another show next week, but I'll post it on my Facebook page, um, some LA stuff. But uh, then if you're listening in London, I'm at Soho Theatre end of May, early June uh, for two weeks. So uh, if you are in London or you know anyone who's in London, it's kind of my longest London run. So that'd be cool if people came out to that. And then after that, yeah, I'm in uh, Montreal. Um, I just confirmed some Washington gigs for um, August, I think. So anyway, I'll post all those details and let you know what's coming up. But I know there's some people in Washington who listen to the podcast who've been hitting me up to come to town. So I, that is actually going to happen, which is exciting. So You better turn up, Washington. Yeah, fucking come out, Washington. He supports arthritis, you fuckers. Thanks, Rove. <laughs> <laughs>